Welcome to Foreigner in Japan. I'm Shubhansh and this is my first podcast in this series. I came to Japan in 2014. So it has been almost six years since I have been here. I was campus placed in my home country and uh, this was my first job at this typical Japanese company. And I can say that in my six years, I have experienced almost all the ups and downs of living in Japan as a foreigner. I learned Japanese for the first two years while working and can now converse in uh, almost business level. And I think I am well aware of the rules that govern the Japanese society. And I have also become accustomed to the Japanese work culture. In this podcast, I will talk about the thing that makes this country unique. While most people already know about the food and travel destinations, I will share raw experiences from my life here. I will mainly focus on the Japanese society as a whole and their mindsets in various scenarios, which may feel shocking to us as foreigners, but actually have some meaningful reasons behind their existence. One thing that comes to my mind now is that Japanese people never really fall back to plan B. And so in most cases, they don't even have a plan B. They try hard to follow the one way of doing things which was laid down by their bosses or superiors. Now this can have both positive and negative impacts. I will share my views on both of these so that people who are new to Japan can adjust here easily and people like me who want some things to change for the good can come together and have a healthy discussion. With this medium, I will also share about uh, many experiences which English speakers, tourists and residents included, never get to know about. These will include job opportunities using public facilities and other life hacks of living here in Japan. I will also focus on food and travel from time to time. Food because I'm a vegetarian or shall I say vegetarian who can eat vegetables, eggs and cheese. I know that it can be extremely difficult for vegans and vegetarians to survive here. And so I'll try to share my experiences for the same. And travel because I am an enthusiastic traveler and in these podcasts, I will share about some hidden gems which English listeners may be completely unaware of. So these are the places that my Japanese friends found using the Japanese language or they, they had their old connections uh, who had visited there or maybe they had some childhood memories and uh, they wanted to revisit that place. These are actually like tourist places and uh, somehow it's not really advertised well for the foreigners. So yeah, it's not so much crowded. This is one big advantage of these places. And apart from that, uh, it's really clean and beautiful. But where is not clean and beautiful in Japan? So that was an intro to this podcast series. Let's start today's podcast. So six years back when I came to Japan, it was also my very first country outside my home country. 
and uh, i had many uh, insecurities and uh, i was very nervous about the security checking and uh, uh, all the documents required when you board of the plane um also the japanese requirements while filling some of those documents so all in all it was really um a nervous uh, situation for me and at that time i was 22 years old 22 may sound old enough for most people to travel alone abroad but 6 years back there weren't enough travel logs podcasts or good network of online communities to know about a place and even now there are very few podcasts on japan travel and i aim to fill this void in as little capacity as i can so now i'll like to talk about my first day experience in japan i was campus placed in my home country along with 50 plus more students from various universities and about half of us took the flight together When we landed the HR people came to the airport and navigated us towards our bus which will then take us to our new homes As we stepped outside the airport we experienced that the weather was cloudy and a little cool It was mid September and was a typical day in Tokyo but for us it was a little odd as I don't remember seeing sunshine for the next week or so After we were escorted to the bus we were allocated our rooms and building numbers on our way we made a stop in the service area to get us our lunch but the bus journey stops were only about 15 to 20 minutes and we had to grab a bite as soon as possible so we roamed around in this new land with no japanese language ability and quickly guessed to find any english symbols but to our surprise there was only one such shop which had any english on it and it was a starbucks cafe so we all went there and grabbed ourselves a cup of black coffee and some snacks coffee was needed because uh, we had almost not slept in our overnight flight next we reached our buildings and dispersed to see our rooms for the first time The rooms were very beautiful, very compact and well organized. The view from the balcony was also good and we could even see the sky tree. Though it uh, must be at least uh, 20 kilometers from that place. So, next we had to find some more food and some internet connection or uh, any connection to the outside world. This was challenging because neither did we have any internet connection uh, nor did we have anybody to guide us because uh, like the HR guys they had to go back to their work so yeah they cannot just spoon feed us all the time and uh, that's uh, very understandable so yes for the first time in the journey we were left alone and we felt a real sense of responsibility and freedom so it was thrilling to see a grocery store kind of a place after walking in circles for about uh, 30 minutes so we went inside that store and then we saw we found out that it is a convenience store and its name was 711 we never knew the concept of convenience uh, or uh, convenience stores 
so Convini is the short form here uh, for uh, used for this and we never knew about uh, anything about this uh, Convini and for us uh, all the stuff there was super expensive so like we come from a developing nation and then uh, the prices there are very uh, fluctuating around six years back the price of uh, a full meal was about three dollars and I'm talking in USD so uh, when we went uh, to this uh, 7-eleven store we found some basic breads which were as expensive as that now we had to find some uh, food that can fill our stomachs and uh, we came across uh, another uh, store which is a supermarket then uh, we entered there and then uh, we found uh, there were vegetables and there were cooking oil and all those ingredients then uh, we thought like yeah we do need to buy this because uh, we couldn't find any uh, restaurants nearby and uh, so we we bought uh, a lot of stuff from there next uh, uh, the problem was like uh, so we could not find any restaurants there because like uh, some of us were vegetarians and uh, vegetarians are like uh, people who can eat uh, like eggs and uh, dairy products like depends on the person but I could uh, eat uh, dairy products but not eat uh, eggs at that time so for me it was really hard so yeah that's why I had to cook uh, something uh, from uh, the ingredients I had from my home country along with the vegetables and stuff we got from this supermarket so the main problem that occurs for the vegetarian people is that uh, on the packets it's uh, all written in Japanese so you cannot tell if any ingredient it has has uh, meat or uh, any non-vegetarian stuff and uh, in Japan the image of vegans or vegetarians is uh, that uh, they, they can eat uh, fish or they can even eat seafood so it's very hard for them to understand and uh, it has happened with me many times that I told them I'm a vegetarian and uh, they brought something which had fish in it or uh, which was uh, exactly a fish so <laughs> it was uh, like a big shock for me and uh, they think like uh, fish is the basic food here so everybody can and definitely should eat fish and uh, yeah I understand their way of thinking but uh, that is not correct for uh, a vegan or a vegetarian person so yeah it's really hard to explain them uh, because if you don't know Japanese and you don't have anybody to escort you in this situ these situations uh, it can get really hard for you but uh, eventually uh, you can find many uh, breads there which may or may not have uh, dairy products inside them so yeah if you're a vegan well it's really really hard for you uh, you can uh, eat some uh, fruits from the convenience stores or uh, yeah if you're a vegetarian then you can uh, even take the yogurts or milk or uh, different kinds of breads so yeah it can be really really tough uh, for the vegans food is a very important topic and uh, I'll definitely make a podcast uh, specific to this we were very shocked to find one thing like in the Japanese convenience stores uh, there was alcohol and it was so easy to get it 
So in our home country, there are strict laws about this, and only certain places can sell it. But here we are, and just near our home, and it's so easily available. Plus, uh, the drinking age in Japan is 20 years compared to our home country. Like, uh, depending on the places, it changes. But some places it's 25, some places it's 21, and uh, it's really uh, looked down, looked down upon if you are uh, drinking. Uh, in public or even at home, so but here it was common and uh, yeah, people who love drinking it 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 would it was like a paradise for them. And uh, yeah, some people bought the drinks and uh, some snacks and we had some fun. Then um, yeah, so then comes the night time and uh, we are still hungry, and uh, it's almost like. Uh, We haven't eaten much, and uh, we we are missing our home food for sure. <laughs> and uh, luckily, we had brought uh, some uh, ingredients from uh, our home country, and there was uh, it was it was full uh, like our bags are full of ingredients, and and only few people could cook. So in my building, uh, it was only me at that time who could cook. So I also never cooked before. in my home country before coming here i learned cooking just two weeks before so i cooked uh, all of my favorite dishes around like seven or eight of those uh, around only once uh, or so and i wrote down all the recipes uh, printed them out and then came to japan so then yeah then i cooked uh, one of the most popular recipes uh, or dishes i shall say then uh, Ten of us uh, ate it, and we were so happy. We were really, really happy. We we were missing our home country so much, and we realized the importance of uh, food at that time. And I felt I felt confident and very happy to have helped so many people by my cooking. And I thought, oh well, I can be a chef if nothing else. So yeah, the first day was full of ups and downs. So. Yeah, but it was a very good eye opener, and uh, for the next two weeks uh, we did some uh, soul searching, and we had to not just cook but buy those ingredients, uh, vegetables, buy oil, uh, daily necessary items, uh, and uh, we had to pay the bills. We had to clean our home houses. and uh, we had to keep it tidy there was uh, nobody in the family who could uh, uh, point it out hey you kept your shirt over here and it's untidy or that because uh, now it was all up to us and uh, yeah the next two weeks were like soul searching for us and uh, it was a very entertaining experience and I hope uh, all of you who are coming here for one year, two years, three years, uh, I hope uh, you expect something thrilling, and uh, you don't expect everything to be spoon-fed to you, because if you come with that mindset, uh, it can be really hard. And uh, we were like 50 people, so yeah, some of them came with that mindset, but because uh, we saw each other uh, doing so good. uh some people finding internet some people cooking some people cleaning some people uh finding the nearest grocery store and then we thought like yeah some people who cannot really uh 
cope up with that pressure they they were also motivated to see that uh, those things but if you come here alone and you don't have that mindset from before i think uh, japan can be a very lonely place uh, mainly because of the language and uh, another reason is like um, unlike america or like uh, other western countries or other asian countries like thailand or singapore or australia like unlike these countries people in japan tend to stay with themselves like they don't really interact even in their jobs they don't interact so much uh, on the trains it's been rough silence but generally it's a very silent society and you are uh, you are asked to be silent and people won't hit you on the street like just like that hey who are you you cannot have a conversation with anyone on the street and in fact you cannot even have a conversation with your own boss about personal things so it can be really hard if you're coming here alone for and you want to stay for a long time so yeah i i, I don't want to demoralize you but uh, if you really like japan then uh, yeah definitely you should be mentally prepared for these things uh, and it is best if you come with at least one friend or one person you know who is uh, in the same position as you so yeah you need at least one person here from the beginning otherwise i cannot really imagine coming here all by myself and then and then uh, joining a japanese company with uh, almost no foreigners and then studying japanese and i don't think it is like possible if you are working in a very open japanese company where there's some foreigners there and the culture is good you may still be able to manage but uh, the company that i was hired in is a really typical one and uh, there were hardly any foreigners apart from us so had we come uh, individually in that company in that time i think i would have left in uh, in a month or so so yeah if you have to if you have a plan of staying here for a long time then i definitely do recommend you to be well prepared for uh, these uh, ups and downs you will get to see for the first two weeks at least so this was uh, my first day experience in japan i hope you liked it and uh, in the next podcast i will talk about the next morning where we had to take the train and, uh, and then go to the ward office and then do other documentations and get the inkan then go to the bank and get the phone number so yeah the next one is going to be a little more detailed and uh, yeah it will really give you a very good picture of uh, what you need to expect and so that's it from my side see you in the next podcast thank you thank you for listening